Welcome back to the show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. We're always paying attention to Bradley Cooper and what he has to say, especially when he's speaking in French. This interview was not in French, but he did reveal something pretty funny about Jay-Z, of all oh, people. Oh, that's interesting. What's okay. What's going on with Jay? Well, how does he know what? All right. So, actually, the bigger story in this, I didn't realize this, and maybe it was in the news around A Star is Born, but... Bradley Cooper wanted uh, Beyonce in the role that Lady Gaga played. and I didn't know that. And not only or that. Or if I did, I forgot, which is entirely possible based on the last few years we've had. Right. Not only that, they worked together for a year on it. Oh. So maybe somewhere in there she's an executive producer or collaborator or something on the film. But um it came down to Warner Brothers not being able to afford Beyonce. She wanted too much money. So then they went on to Lady Gaga. And I think that was a good plan because, oh, yeah, it won many awards and it was a really good movie. So so he goes over to Beyonce and Jay-Z's house to talk to them about A Star is Born. And he said that Jay-Z was watching Judge Judy. <laughs> He's got good taste in TV. And... Bradley Cooper was just floored. He thought that was hysterical. He's like, Judge Judy, I love Judge Judy. Um, he was freaking out about yeah. it. I mean, it's I, cute. I don't blame him. Judge Judy's like one of the most successful women on television of all time. And, and I think the highest paid. Oh, she is super If not rich. person, definitely woman. Yeah, the Judge Judy empire is, her net worth is something crazy. Oh, $440 million if, for Judge Judy. I would venture to guess she's on her way to a billion, if not more. Absolutely. She has yachts. I mean, wow. Um, and then I was just looking at some other celebrities out there that watch TV shows that you'd be surprised. Oh, really? Like what? Well, Andrew Garfield, apparently, and, and Tay Diggs are super into The Bachelor. Okay. Uh, Andrew Garfield actually... In, revealed that it the bachelor is the greatest show on tv mm. <laughs> and then they also said that tay diggs would tweet about the bachelor a lot one time he watched full three hour a full three hours in one sitting which i'm like isn't that what the bachelor is like every tuesday yeah, I was gonna and say, that's why i had to stop watching it because it was always like three hours of television that i didn't have time for for sure that's the same here i was like this is taking up too much of my time during my week uh, looks like Michelle Obama loves the show Scandal, mm. the first lady, and um, that's kind of cool. We've got um, John Mayer really got into This Is Us. He said, A lot of people like that. Did you watch that show? I watched the first season, and I loved it, but I was crying all the time. Mm. And yeah, then that's I, why I didn't watch it. I don't, I'm not a big fan of grief porn. Yeah, it started to feel like it was very contrived just to get people to cry. Like yeah. the script, they realized what they had done in the first season. They're like, oh, okay, you want sugar? Let's put sugar on top of sugar. And then I was like, all right, this feels manipulative towards the audience. You can't make Television everything. is manipulating you? Network television? What? That one in particular, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this crying. I see what you guys are doing. Yeah, just stop it. For sure. Miley Cyrus, she loved Grace and Frankie. She was super excited about it being renewed. It's kind of a <laughs> funny show for her to watch. Yeah. Um, Stars, they're just like us. 
uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. I never got into that show. I watched the first season. I thought that first season was adorable. I love Lily Tomlin. I love Jane Fonda. I thought it was a little like if you loved it and fell into it, great. I I just didn't. After the first season, I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm glad I watched the first season, but it was a cute premise. And I'm glad that they, you know, got to work together because, again, two amazingly talented women. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what it was about. Is it like some... Two women who find out that their husbands have been cheating on them with each other. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I think thought that it was, was women. Okay, I didn't know that. Did they ever have like a sex toy company what? in the show? I don't. Know. I don't know about that. No. Okay. It doesn't sound familiar, but it could have been. I like I said. I I don't think I barely made it through the first season. Yeah, okay. Um, Channing Tatum. He loves Game of Thrones. He he doesn't just love it. He says he lived it. Like he was a dragon hunter. Uh, yeah, he went out and fought dragons. I mean, I wouldn't be. I'm. I. I could see him being in Game of Thrones, running alongside Jason Momoa. Yeah, Dothraki. I'm yes. fine with that. Yeah, with their clothes off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I guess his ex-wife or wearing Jenna, some sort of animal hide. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's perfect. I love it in the backyard. Even I don't care. Um, yeah. So I guess he used to tell <laughs> Jenna Dewan, his ex-wife, um, they call each other "Moon of My Life" and "Sun." Uh, sun and stars that's adorable does that is that a show reference it is okay oh did you yeah amelia clark's character and um jason momoa jason momoa's characters they that's what they called each other i've seen some episodes a good chunk of the first season another show that i fell off in the first season because i was like a i have to watch subtitles for every episode and b i can't keep any of this straight in my head but some hot sex scenes a little too much violence for my taste. Oh, for Game of Thrones. Did you take notes? I Mike? took notes, yeah. Oh my God. Well, it worked out well because I watched it way after everybody else did. Uh, and I had a group mm-hmm. text of like, this is Mike reacting to watching Game of Thrones. Oh, so everybody's <laughs> like, so every episode I would have a reaction You're like, to. Like, oh it. my God, they killed I, that many people? Well, yeah, my very first line that I put in the group text was, <laughs> incest! Because you may remember, I did that make was it through the very that end of episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm hmm. I think it's okay now. I think it's been long enough. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, she loves keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. No, she's always been a huge fan of the Kardashians. She's talked about that. In fact, she's hung out with, didn't they, wasn't there an interview with um, Kris Jenner did like an interview with her or something? I don't know. She's like a super fan. Yeah. She ran into him. It looks like at a New York hotel and she walked into the elevator and she was just screaming Oh my God, I love your show. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and oh, what okay. floor are you on? Three. And who are you? Great. Again, Get now? out here. Uh, and then it looks like Rihanna loves Breaking Bad. Oh. She really loves Breaking yeah. Bad. She's not alone. That's a great show. A lot show. of people love that show. Now I and, love her more. Is it possible, even? Um, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Kristen Stewart completely freaking out about the Food Network. So she one time saw Alton Brown at a hotel and she was with her publicist and she just freaked out. And her publicist was like, what is wrong with you? And she's like, oh, he's a really big chef on the Food Network. I love that. (laughs) I I love when people get, you know, really excited. You know, when you get really excited about something that maybe not everybody else does. Yeah. You know, like if you're all in the Food Network or I don't know, you're all into Antiques Roadshow and you see one of the. 
you know, appraisers. Oh my gosh. Yes. And you're like, like, Oh my God, it's that guy. Yeah. How much does this cost? Yeah. Look at my purse. It's Chanel vintage. Uh, and then we have finally Eddie Redmayne admitted that he really loves the Real Housewives franchise and especially Beverly Hills. And then he got into Vanderpump Rules. So Eddie so he likes Redmayne, that reality show. Guess so. All right. Well, good. Eddie Redmayne, thank you for sharing uh, those delightful TV show loves on behalf of celebrities everywhere. When we come back, you guys, the curious case of the stolen Eagles lyrics. It's actually in court right now. I'll tell you all about it when we come back right here on my talk. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Site or app. The blind spot. Hey, it's Bradley. Have you been thinking about window treatments for your home, but you've been holding out for a good deal? Well, I have good news. That deal is happening at Little Blind Spot with the Hunter Douglas Style and Savings Event. Now through April 1st, you can get a $75 rebate per shade when you purchase 4 to 10 Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades, Pirouette Window Shadings, Silhouette Window Shadings, or Vignette Modern Roman Shades, including PowerView Automation. Other exclusions and restrictions apply, so ask for details. Hunter Douglas window treatments are a smart investment. Apart from the design improvements, there are many practical benefits. They improve the lifespan of your furniture, the quality of sleep you get at night, and even the amount you pay in energy bills. Every penny you can save counts these days, and so does supporting local. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today or online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Little Blind Spot, we're big on service. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hope you're having a great afternoon. If you miss any of our show, you can listen to it in podcast form, including Blinded by the Item, which is our show within a show. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on with Hotel California? Blinded. Um, Okay, so I didn't know anything about this story, Dawn. I don't know if you even saw this as well, but apparently... Uh, we have nothing more than Hotel California to discuss because it's in court. And who would imagine that after this many years, people are going to court over that song? Okay. Well, specifically not the song, but some lyrics for the Hotel California. A hundred pages, by the way, of hand-drafted lyrics. hundred. I was like, oh. how, many, how many pages of lyrics do you need for Hotel California? But anyway, that's what we're talking about. Because those hundreds of pages of hand-drafted lyrics to Hotel California and others, other Eagle hits, rather, has uh, gone missing, turned oh. up in the hands of some folks who made some money off of it. And, uh, well, apparently, co-founders Glenn Fry and Don Henley were very disappointed. 
uh, at this reality. Okay. And so that's where we find ourselves in court. Now, the defendants in this case, uh, first of all, have you heard about this? I mean, I don't want to assume. No, not at all. Okay. I hadn't heard about it either, but I was like, why do I keep seeing headlines about Hotel California, right? Um, Okay. So there are defendants in this case, and it's a rare books dealer by the name of Glenn Horowitz, a former Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator named Craig Inciardi, and a memorabilia seller named Edward Kaczynski. Now, they say they got the documents from another guy named Ed Sanders, who, by the way, I'm like, where does this all come together? Too many Eds. There's a lot going on. A noted poet and nonfiction writer who also, by the way, co-founded the avant-garde rock group, the FUGs. I don't even want to say it because it's going to sound too close. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so it sounds like what happens is that Henley, well, they say, the defendants say that Don Henley willingly gave up this documentation. Oh. And so that's why they had the ability to turn around and sell it. But prosecutors are saying they didn't have the rights to sell those lyrics and that they knew that the history of the ownership of those documents was suspect and therefore they didn't have the right to sell it. And so essentially he's saying that these are stolen pieces of, um, that these are stolen. uh, Essentially these lyrics were stolen. Okay. Now what, I'm sorry if you already said this, but has Don Henley said anything about it? Um, he well, he literally has been trying to get these things back. Oh, okay. Um, it says essentially, prosecutors say they scheme to thwart his efforts to reclaim what he has said were stolen pieces ah, of his okay. legacy. All right, gotcha. So, uh, you know, so, but the prosecutors are going after these three to try to get it back, and they're saying, "Hey, we had the right to." sell these because he gave it to us willingly although i would argue does somebody really just hand over like oh i just happen to have all this stuff one of my biggest hits. i don't need it why don't you take it and sell it i just don't think that that yeah but you know i'm not a judge but um i wonder if they have any documentation on like when and yeah where it didn't they were. seem like when i went through um there's an ap story and it doesn't sound like they had because i would say well if you think that he gave these away is there any documentation to prove it because i think if i were the kind of person who was selling something like this i'd be like hey don will you do me a favor and write on a piece of paper these are you know yours to sell enjoy right Right? because you would know that at some point somebody could come back and say hey um, and I don't know if it's a case of like he saw that people were making money off this and he was like, well, wait a minute, I should be making money off it. Oh, or right. if it's just a matter of I want these things back because they're mine. I will say to me, it doesn't make any sense. If somebody says those are mine, I wrote those and mm-hmm. we can prove within, you know, within reasonable uh, limits that I wrote them. Shouldn't I be able to get them back? I, I mean, unless you can prove that I. You know, there's some sort of permission that I gave you. I would think in the absence of any permission or indication, and I'm claiming that those are mine, you'd think that they would just go back to me. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they don't have any, have any documentation of like, It doesn't appear you know, that they do. Okay. I would be like, give me those back. I wonder if he didn't even know they were gone. Like, if I were a famous musician songwriter, I'd have those kind of notes for myself just to keep as my own 
memento and pass them down to my children or something. Yeah, well, so what's interesting is this all came about, and this is what I didn't understand at first, is that there was this book that they were do Glenn Fry and Don Henley were trying to get published. It okay. never got published, and I think it was part of the research and the oh. documentation for the book that those things were made available, but how they ended up then in these people's hands, I don't know. Oh. So, you know, again, I think it's it's not like they just went dis you know went missing one day they were part of this thing that you could imagine there's like a bunch of documentation and somebody years later is like oh my god do you know what these are Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and sell them and that you know apparently is what they're arguing is the case again a hundred pages yeah so more than just hotel california i'm assuming other Other eagle songs wow Mm -hmm. that's yeah i mean in the court of public opinion, everybody would be like, give them back. Yeah, why wouldn't you just give them back? <laughs> wouldn't, I mean, I know money is involved, but like, don't you feel creepy? Defense lawyers say that he voluntarily gave those documents away, Don, and leveraged prosecutors to try to take them back. All right. Well, I mean, if they can't prove that he just willingly gave them, like I said, I, I don't know why a judge would not just let him have them. They belong to him. And the other members, if they were co-writing, you know, it's kind of a sad story there. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it's a, it's in a court of law, so somebody's going to end up getting a decision. Yeah. And I would imagine if they don't have, like, any indication of, like, the permission they had to own them, I feel like that's a hard case to prove. But, again, I, I'm not a lawyer. I wonder if they would ever pull their money together and just buy them back from them. If the judge said they actually own them. Or maybe, like, if I had piles of money, this is the kind of thing I would do. I would buy the lyrics and just give them back to Don Henley. Yeah. But I don't have piles of money. Or I would just say maybe take a picture of them, because I don't really... Do you really care to have the actual documents? (laughs) You're doing a lot of cleaning out of your house, so that's probably why you think that. All right, when we come back, but I did make an order on Timu. When (laughs) we come back... You've got a story, actually, of two stories about yes. stunts gone wrong. Yep. One with Russell Crowe, one with Sly Stallone. Sunny here at My Talk 107. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't know what you just said. That was all very confusing with snow and 60. I'm 60s like, huh? and snow. 60 on Monday and possibly snow on Wednesday. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> Welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> Okay. All right. So some celebrities do their own stunts. Tom Cruise is famous for this, of course. Uh, But then some other ones are not so great at it and um, they regret doing it. We're going to start with a story I saw yesterday about Russell Crowe. 
What's and, he up to? Well, Russell Crowe was talking about uh, something he did in a movie that he did not know he broke bones until 10 years later. Oh. So. Wow, he's a badass. He <laughs> Right. I mean. This is part of the article. This is why I wanted to read it, what he said about it. So he revealed that when filming Robin Hood in 2010, he had some injuries he didn't even know until a decade later. Um, He fractured both of his legs while jumping off of a roof or something. It was uneven um, surface. He jumped off of just this piece of set and... um, there wasn't any padding to soften his fall because they were in a rush to get the shot in the fading light. That magic hour where you want everything to happen, like when the sun is almost setting or, you know, about 4 p.m. until 6 p.m., depending what time of year it is. So everything was so chaotic, he said, that he did not realize that he had broken his legs. Now, these were fractures in his shins, which I, oh, gosh, um, the thought of it. Just, I can't imagine. He says when he landed, it felt like electric shocks up through his body. Um, I had a friend, I was doing a, like a independent film and he did that. He jumped off of like a 10 foot tall roof onto the ground. He was like, I can do it. No problem. Let's just do it. Let's just do do the shot. And he was in some serious pain. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he didn't, he's like, well, thank God you really had the camera rolling because I'm not doing that again. Have you ever done any stunts? Um, I don't, the only thing I did is like, I took fight choreography in college. So that's just like stage combat. Yeah. You know, with swords and things like that. So you didn't jump off anything? I don't know. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely not. But I did think about going to stunt school for a while. And then I realized how expensive it was. Okay. And uh, also you'd have to get beat up. True. I mean, and plus a lot of these people have a history of like, uh, gymnastics, like a long history of being in sports that are where you're very bendy and athletic. Yeah. Um. So, so then he said that he went to the doctor ten years later because he had some pain and in his legs that was kind of weird. And the doctor said, um, "When did you break your legs?" <laughs> and he said, "What?" And yeah, you have injuries to your shins here. They they've been fractured. And then he was like, oh, yeah. So he was walking around on two broken legs, didn't even know it. Yes. He said, apparently I finished that movie with two broken legs, all for art. No cast, no splints, no painkillers. Just kept going to work over and over time. They healed themselves. So he's proud of that. Um, I mean, I guess you can be proud of that. But I'd also be like, I think I need to pay more attention to my body. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, And then we have another story. Sly Stallone on his uh, reality show he has revealed that during the Expendables 1 that he was body slammed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. The wrestler. No, thanks. And he just did the stunt and he could feel something was wrong. And even Steve, like, knew something was wrong, too. And he has had seven back surgeries mm. since doing Expendables. Back surgery is no joke. I feel like if somebody's had one back surgery, they've had a half dozen. Mm-hmm. Like nobody I know has had one back surgery. Right. It's always like a journey. Just so, ugh, it's a lot of pain. And do you remember who Jennifer Flavin is? No. Jennifer Flavin is Sly Stallone's wife. Oh, okay. Who he split up with and then he tattooed a dog over her and face on his arm. And they got back together. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, well, she says Sly tries to make the pain to mask the pain, pretending like it didn't happen. He doesn't like people to know he's had so many surgeries. Um, he just likes to push through the pain, but then he's admitting like, yeah, I hope this surgery works. This is the seventh I've had done. So it seems appealing to do your own stunts. It's very romantic to think about doing your own stunts, but then yeah. once you do them, it isn't romantic anymore. Yeah, I don't think that's romantic at all. Uh, and then we have other, I looked up some other stars that do their own stunts, and there's quite a few, actually. Tom we know Cruise. Tom Cruise, I mean, he could probably have a stunt school. If he needed the money, you know, I think if there's something that you are really interested in learning how to do and you have the ability and time to do it, great. You know, why not? But I would think as a general rule, like there are trained professionals who are, you know, work in that business. Like I ain't trying to take somebody's job away. Let them do their job and let them, you you know, you get to do your job. That is right. Um we have people like Daniel Craig, Jason Statham, Keanu Reeves, Tom Holland, Christian Bale, Harrison Ford. Uh, even uh, Angelina Jolie does her own stunts for the most part. And Margot Robbie, Kristen Stewart, quite a few people. I would say that, um, oh, they mentioned that Scarlett Johansson does like half of hers. And then she's very open about showing off her stunt woman, whose name is Heidi Moneymaker. I love that. That's her real name. It's her real name. And she was a gymnast in college at UCLA. So, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean, that they're actual professionals. So, you know, I would let those people do their job. Absolutely. If you're an actor, act. And I mean, but again, I get it if there's like, you know, you're like, I'm a super gymnastic person or I want to do stunts. I mean, it's free country. Go for it. But also, I don't want to deal with all the pain. Well, if, if you were let's say a producer handling the money on a movie and you want to keep your star intact. Yeah. I'm sure for insurance purposes, they might say to some people, you're not allowed to do your own stunts because if you, we don't trust you, (laughs) we don't trust you. And if something goes wrong and you have to recover, it stops the whole production of the movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, I know that there's like a price they put on, um, sort of like an insurance, um, just, Actors in general have like, I'm worth this much or my body parts are worth this much to protect. And if they're injured in any way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that Tom Cruise is probably the most well-known. I mean, I think he really, really leans into it. It's a part of his DNA to do his own stunts. It's part of his ego for sure. Definitely part of his ego. Because there's things, it's always like a part of the, it's always a part of like, promoting a movie it's like watch these stunts that tom cruise did he jumped over the grand canyon or something he did his own stunts oh gosh okay and then i thought it was kind of interesting that on maverick he made all of the actors learn to actually be pilots and that those were real flying scenes with those actors in it that doesn't surprise me right because tom cruise is just he's like one of those immersive people like we're all gonna do this and i'm sure there were people who are like do i really need to do this in order to be a good act. I mean, it's not like you have to know how to fly a plane to be a good actor. I know. Do you remember the Miles Teller story? Yeah, uh, I don't remember it, but I remember him telling a story. He basically got sick during the flying, and Mm. apparently it was some sort of infection where he actually had jet fuel in his blood, and Tom Cruise walks up to him and says, yeah, how you doing, kid? Oh, you doing all right? You had jet fuel in your blood? Well, now you know what it's like to be me every day. 
What? He said something to the, I'm paraphrasing. That's totally but he Tom basically Cruise. said, like, that's you don't me. know what it's like. Oh I got God. jet fuel through my veins. Okay. Maybe. Again, maybe Xenu's protecting Tom Cruise, <laughs> but, I, but Xenu <laughs> ain't protected me from jet fuel in my blood. How much of that, honestly, though, I'm thinking is his. Um, you know, a part of Scientology and him feeling invincible and, you know. Well, I think that it's like chicken and egg, right? Because I think it was the ego that led him there because it is a wonderful place for an ego to be, well, if given the opportunity for an ego to be massaged quite well. Right. And that that opportunity was given to him. But I feel like he would have had that regardless. Yeah. Like he's always just been a very self-assured individual no there's nothing wrong with that until somebody gets hurt yeah well until, out. yeah or you're running around telling people it's okay to have jet fuel in their blood <laughs> god that's just no thanks crazy tom. so one of the the most dangerous stunt that tom cruise has ever done is um it was a motorbike jump off of a cliff and then you he went into free fall and opened a parachute and sailed to safety that's and- Kind of risky. That'd be no. kind of fun. And that was the very first scene they shot. That was they from Mission, the most was recent Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible, Dead mm-hmm. Reckoning. They said that was we're going to do this scene first because if something goes wrong, we don't have to worry about the rest of the movie. That's true. <laughs> he basically oh said God. we have to do this genius. one first. That's genius. Well, you know, I feel like Tom Cruise gets special dispensation. He brings in the you know what Tom Cruise wants to do, he gets to do because he gets butts in seats. That's right. Most other actors probably have to fight to do their own stunts. That's that's true. I would want I would like like to focus on some things would be cool, but then for the most part, I'm I'm not doing it. I'd want someone else. Like what to do would it. you not do? Um, I wouldn't do any anytime there's any like I'm on top of a car that's moving and I'm jumping to another car. Mm. Those already always scare me. Yeah, I would not be doing that. Tops of trains, anything where you could get run over in yep. the process. No, nope. I'd be like, where's the green scary. screen? Where's the little, you know, foamy suit I get to wear? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right, Don, thank you for the update on Sly Stallone and Russell Crowe's broken legs. Hopefully he's not permanently damaged from that accident. But when we return, we're going to learn about another celebrity. And this time it's a musician who demands a very specific thing when they go on tour. And Don's <laughs> going to tell us what that four-legged thing is when we return right here on My Talk. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Head to dakotadental.com today and do me a favor. Make your appointment. It could not be easier. In fact, I was just talking to Dr. Bennett yesterday. He popped over so he could tell me a few things about dental implants. Actually, he's going to tell you guys a few things about dental implants in some recorded spots that are coming up. But I uh, already got to see firsthand what Dakota Dental can do with dental implants because I have a dental implant. In fact, uh, not only do I have a dental implant, I got a brand new smile, frankly, out of the deal because in addition to that implant, a couple crowns on either side, and Dakota Dental made the entire process super explainable, very simple and convenient. It was pain-free, and here's the best of all. They are the premier dental implant specialist in Minnesota, so you know you are getting top-notch care from the best dentists in the Twin Cities and Minnesota. Head to dakotadental.com today, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Welcome back to the show, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk. Thanks for listening to us every day from noon to 3. If you can't get all of the show, you can listen to it in podcast form always, wherever you, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. 
I saw this story and it just made me really curious. It was about um, a celebrity who, okay, there was a podcast and this guy who is a, he, he books hotels for celebrities. So he makes all the demands for them and makes sure that they have what they need. Yeah. Whenever they travel, he yeah, was like on a, a podcast. Or something. Exactly. But more like just a hotel room writer instead of, you know, at your venue, at your concert. So um, this was on Joe Pard. Part of Via's podcast called Good Listen, and this guy was talking about a celebrity who had been told that he wanted them to fetch a medium-sized dog to keep him company or her company at each of her or his travel destinations. This person wanted a medium-sized dog In at all room. of the venues that they are not venues at all the hotel rooms they go to. Yes. So this guy says, so when this particular traveler gets to town, they need a dog and they don't want to own a dog. They don't want to travel with a dog. That's creepy. That's like dog prostitution. (laughs) Um, They don't want to travel with a dog because he said, as we know, that's kind of a pain to do that. They want the companionship companionship of a dog. (laughs) So there was a time when they were sourcing a dog in every city. A medium-sized one. Now, nothing too big, nothing too small. So every time they go into their hotel room, they have a different dog. Yeah, no. That sounds (laughs) really weird. Right? Uh, So it's just a temporary dog. So then sometimes they had to, like, ask the hotel staff, does anybody have a medium-sized dog that we can borrow for this Would you let your dog just up in some celebrity's room for an afternoon? No, I don't know what... A zero chance. No, you would not let Louise. Do I get to come along? No, Louise can report back. Zero chance. Okay. Um, like, what did they go to the pound and like, oh, let's give a dog a chance. <laughs> Sometimes it says they would go to shelters and oh, get dogs, God. which I think is particularly bad because then you're going to take the dog back to the shelter. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? Yeah. It's like a... Like Weird I want fever dream. all of the benefits of a dog and none of the responsibility. Yeah. D- can you do that with children? <laughs> no. Loved ones? Spouses? <laughs> I don't think so. Why would you do it with a dog? You can. D- you have a girlfriend experience if you want. Well, that's called prostitution. Okay. Sex work. All right. Which should probably, I mean, you know. I'm not saying they're doing anything anything with the dog. I'm just saying it's really weird that you would like have a temporary bond with an animal you have no connection to and expect that the animal's going to be like, "Hey guy, what's going on?" Now dogs will do that, but the dog's probably also wondering like, "Where the hell am I?" Yeah, who is this? Mariah Carey? I don't know who it is, but No, cuz Mariah say. Carey's got her own dogs. I mean That's true. Uh if we were to guess, do they give you any indication of who this celebrity is? The only thing is? we know is that it's a celebrity Who's also a musician because this guy mentioned like, you know, even for a short music tour, he said, even if they were only in that place for three or four hours in the hotel, he would ask, do you need a dog for the three or four hours? And they said yes. So they had to get really creative. Most of them would just like ask the staff to call around. Do you know a guy with a medium sized dog who's willing to give it to somebody they don't know for 24 hours for $500 or something? So they would pay people basically to rent their dogs. Like, hey, you get $500 if you, Louise, would you give up Louise 
for three to four hours. No, Louisa's not, not medium sized though. She's small. Yeah. Zero chance. Be okay. I feel like you want me to say yes, but no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I don't want you to say anything. That's that's your truth. Mike? <laughs> that's my truth. Would you give up your cat? Oh, uh, no. For three hours? Specifically not her. Um, but, but if, if I had, had a dog, dog that was, like, fun-loving and was yeah. like, I don't know, it'd be a fun little adventure. Only if I got to be a part of it. Because, again, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> they and don't, I don't even want to commit to a dog. They're not going to commit to even yeah. saying hi to you. Yeah. No thanks. Okay. Bye! I, I don't need $500 that bad. Um... Now, some other celebrities wanted an in-room colonic. Okay. And then what? some... Someone, We're going from dog to colonic? And then another one switched hotel rooms due to bad energy that they felt inside the room. Is this per- is this is all from somebody who is uh, who did this for a living? Is that what yes. I'm getting? Yes, this person. Okay. So um, his name is Rob Delabovi. He got into the business. I listened to part of the podcast. He used to just be like the head concierge for a group of hotels. So anytime a celebrity would come and stay at this large, nice group of hotels, he was the one that would greet them at the door. So he would say, so like, he was like that guy in White Lotus. What's his yes. name? Yes. I can't um, think of his name. I can't either. Martin. Love Bart, the actor. Bart. Martin. Bart. Well, Bart. Barton Martin. He's so good. He was in Last of Us, too. Bart right? something. Bart McMartin. What was his name, Mike? <laughs> Come on now. Um, Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. Murray Bartlett. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so he, he went, was basically the Murray Bartlett. So everything, he would meet them and then say, don't go to the front desk. I have everything for you. Here's your key. What can I get you? We already have your list and everything available in your room. Let me take you up there in a back entrance or whatever. So they didn't have to deal with any staff. He's the guy. So then he just opened his own business because about 10% of these celebrities really liked him and just wanted to only do work with him. Oh, I could see that. So now he just has his own business. But at the minute somebody's getting me to procure live animals, I'm like, (laughs) "Uh, I don't do live animals. Oh, gosh. I think they're just trying to keep their job. Um, I found some other celebrity demands that were kind of funny at hotels. Uh, Now, John Travolta, he wanted... Um, the hotel to duct tape blinds, so it was a hundred percent darkness. Well, he also wanted somebody to give him a massage, and it didn't end well. Yikes! Well, I'm just saying he had some unusual requests. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. He, I mean, he just turned seventy. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Madonna demands blackout everything, even a little light on the smoke detector has to be covered. Now that's a little extra, but I do appreciate a good blackout curtain. Yeah. I know somebody who likes this as well. They can't have like the little light on the TV even and they cover it up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just put something over my face, you know? Yeah. Blinds. Um, this one might be weird, but Kevin Spacey. Well, you said colonic and dog. I don't yeah. know how much weirder we can get. Now, one anonymous respondent to this said Kevin Spacey allegedly requested a dog bowl, but didn't have a dog. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So yeah, let's I'm not move doing on. that. That's why I don't. That's why I would not go into this business because no. it'd be like Kevin Spacey wants a dog bull. Oh, great! What dog is he bringing? He doesn't have a dog. Sorry, we're not doing that. Yeah, maybe he likes to. Um, um, I'm just saying, like maybe soak his jewelry in yeah. like some solution in the dog totally. bowl, and he needed a little receptacle. Exactly. I don't know exactly. Very specific <laughs> request. Um. 
I don't know if I believe some of this. Like, they're saying that Lady Gaga had all the hotel furniture stripped and replaced before she arrived. Actually, uh, you know, I do believe that, and here's why. There's a wonderful documentary. Oh, I want to say that it is on... Is it the Lady Gaga documentary? Nope, it's not a Lady Gaga-specific story. It's actually a story about a hotel in the UK that... Ha- um, the and, uh, It's a very famous hotel where all the celebrities go, the something... And it, there was like a, sh- a limited series where they followed the people in the hotel around to see all of the things that they did for their high class. Like literally they were like, we'll do anything for our clients. Oh my God. I and would love of, to watch this. One of the things I think it's on. Um, oh gosh, it'll come to me. It's- but anyway, one of the episodes there was some Middle Eastern Royal family that was the Dorchester. I think ah. there's some Royal family from the Middle East who was coming to the hotel and they wanted the entire like penthouse suite to be completely refurnished in very specific furnishings. And so they literally tore the carpets, the walls, Mm -hmm. the furniture, like everything apart and redid it to the very specific specifications for one royal family's like visit. And I was like, this is insane. Like, they had to take everything apart. They say that about Mariah Carey, that she demanded well, that, and that I'm she wanted surprised. everything white. Yeah. So they had to paint the walls. J-Lo also wanted walls painted, apparently, for a one-night stay. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, a power flex. Could you have watched this on BritBox? Because there is yeah, something. for sure. Probably, yeah. Uh, yes, the Dorchester, the world's most expensive hotels. Apple TV Plus actually has it as well. Okay. So that'd be a fun watch. I think it was part of a series called like the world's greatest hotels or something like maybe that wasn't just the Dorchester, but that was the episode that I watched or the series that I watched, which again, it was just all these ludicrous things. And I'm like, at some point I would just say, you know what? No, you can't have that because I'm not doing that. This is why and then I would be, be out of a job you yeah. be in that because the guys that uh, and they were mostly men from what I remember, they were the, the fact that they would just roll over and do all that. I was like, wow, maybe they enjoy you... it. Well, ab- absolutely. They do, because that's what I'm assuming. That's why they're so successful. But it's Type a of personality lot. for sure. Yeah, I would want to do that. Uh, do you have a specific floor that you want to be on? Jayla wants the 14th. Why? I don't know. That's what she requests. She likes the 14th floor. What if there is no 14th floor? What if it's only 10 floors? Maybe it's actually the 13th because they they don't have a 13th. They just have to go around renaming every (laughs) sign on that floor. It's the 14th. (laughs) Hey, when we come back, all hands on deck. The Cheetah is coming. What is it? We'll tell you when we come back.